Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while 2023, you guys, and I'm winging it. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. That's the website, the Dork Forest, if you like a determiner. Dorkforest.com also works. JackieCation.com has all of my stand-up information. Like, it has videos, it has pictures, it has links to this podcast and to my other podcast with Lori Kilmartin. It has a merch store that has Dork Forest t-shirts. It has all of my stand-up merch and all of my CDs and DVDs. So, that's what you know about websites. There's an opportunity because uh, we're in the new year here that you can donate to the Dork Forest. I don't have a Patreon. I don't have uh, anything really set up, though I understand you can set up on PayPal a monthly if you wanted to. Uh, you could donate and uh, be of uh, to support the show. This is the 17th season, the 17th year I've been putting this stuff out. It's free, but if you have money and would like to throw me some money, boy, howdy. Uh, uh, there's a PayPal. The, uh, there is at my webs at my email address, actually, Jackie at JackieCation.com, which you can also email me and tell me how much you're enjoying the show. You can also do Venmo if you'd like, which is just Jackie Cation, no hyphen, all one word, picture of this, this person, me. And then um, I think that's it. I think I have Zell, but it's too complicated. Other than that, let's do the credits. Patrick Brady, still in, fixing the audio all these years later. Give it up to Patrick Brady. That's what a lot of your donations support, by the way, because I like to uh, share the wealth. And then um, Bill Mose, he does the websites. And Mike Rickberg wrote and sang that song composed and sang that song with his wife now, Sarah. And uh, at the end, he sings uh, the Mexican hat dance, which is always fun. Anyway, I'm sure there's more to it. There's a band camp that has a bunch. It has like a, a, a stand-up storytelling album that was never released. It's uh, There's also a, a bunch of live episodes that many of them are free. There were 200 episodes that were not pre-recorded, and I sort of culled through those, and I pulled like 17 of the best ones. There's an album collection of that, 17 Hours of Dork Forest. If you run through all of the episodes, go to bandcamp.com, Dork Forest, or Google those words and you'll find it. Anyway, there's probably more. I can't remember any of it, but you're doing great. Feel free to enjoy the show. Feel free to applaud. <laughs> Hello and welcome uh, to the Dork Forest live in Sioux Falls, uh, South Dakota. Uh which is exciting. I'm at the Snow Jam Comedy Festival. How many of you guys are comics? <laughs> Very nice. Uh, as I was telling Dan earlier, 22 people. 3, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. We're at 19. I'm including, well, 23. I'm including sound and the guests. We're at about 23, 24 people. Yes. Anywhere yes. in the world, ladies and gentlemen, Rangers of the Dork Forest, uh, 22 people will gather to watch a live performance of the Dork Forest. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, I Welcome to the show, by the way. Uh, welcome to me, to this town, which is 20 <laughs> degrees. And um, welcome to my guests. My guests are two comics. And uh, Luke, do you are you also one of the founders of this uh not one of the founders but i am one of the producers there you go it's happening snow jam comedy fest couple of nerds couple of dorks bringing in coming in hot on uh on the dork forest yeah. luke johnson hello and dan Booblets, Booblets, yeah, Booblets, with, with, with a long, long ooh. Uh, you're a junior, ooh, is that correct? I am a junior. All right, so there's a Dan Booblets senior. This is correct. All right, you gonna name your uh, son the second? No, you gonna wrap it up. Uh, I'm not having a son. Oh, there you go. There's eight billion <laughs> people on the planet. We're uh, psyched. He's not breeding. Uh, <laughs> if you want one, go to the pound, just like everybody else. <laughs> and uh, so, Dan, Luke, welcome to the program. What you know? What I don't have is I don't have any of the. All I have is the Snow Jam social media. So, Luke, what is your social media handle? 
were the, were the masses to want to. I do have more listeners than <laughs> than live viewers. I mostly try to stay off the social medias, but I do have a comedy Twitter page. Okay. Uh, <laughs> What's your address? Sure, come on over. We'll have waffles. It'll be great. Uh, no, I do have uh, L Johnson Comedy on Twitter. Okay, and that's about that's, it. Those days are numbered. And yeah, uh, yeah. how about yourself, Dan? Can't wait to get rid of. Uh, it. I'm on D. I'm D Bub Comedy on everything. Okay, B U B. Yep. B-U-B. D is in Dan. Yep. Bub is in Bub. Yep. All right. Comedy. Easy Comedy. peasy. Easy peasy. All right. Well, uh, that's where you can find. And I, I know, Dan, you live in Loveland. Yeah, I do. And, Loveland, and, and Colorado. And work the road out of Loveland, Colorado. Luke, where do you live? Uh, I live right here in Sioux Falls. Right here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota? That's right. All right. Go Jackrabbits. Okay. So um, <laughs> I saw today at the Target that you have a team called Jackrabbits. Uh, all right. Now. You're both gamers. Yep, yep. You're both old school, mm-hmm. multifaceted, diamonds in the rough, <laughs> dorks dorks of value. Oh, yeah. Uh, speak to me about your favorite game currently. Let's go back. Let's start now and go back. Uh, start with you, Luke. All right. My current game is, I've actually gotten back into this hobby uh, recently. It is known as e-wrestling. That's right. It is a, it's a form of like, it's sort of a community writing project that's sort of competitive and sort of cooperative. Oh, wait, was this the old time he send it off of the mail and then get it back in the mail? Uh, it started off that way. Right, right. But um, now we have the internet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the time I got involved, it was all on message boards and now it's run through websites and WordPress and Discord. Sure. And uh, all kinds of stuff like that. And so e-wrestling, tell 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 me. Uh, so the way you it works, fake wrestle things, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a wrestling. So each of each of the players, they have their character. Uh, might be a singles wrestler, might be a tag team, and they just write little yes. stories uh, about their characters. See what they're. It started off as just cutting promos on each other. So we'll just log in, say awful things, you know, like the internet is. <laughs> <laughs> And then shoot back and forth for a while, and then they'll have a match. Someone will decide who wins, and uh, it's a great time. But it's gotten more into like telling the personal stories of these characters, and then also how they interact with each other. Oh, fantastic! So there's backstory. Yeah, and that is done via disc uh, over Discord with a community. Yep, we do. Like, how does it play? So uh, someone will book the show. So there'll be like. With the one I'm in right now, there's usually six or seven matches on the show. And uh, thankfully, someone came to their senses at one point and decided to put limits on how much we could do. Because it used to be just write as much as you want, and it was insane, and we all got burned out. Now it's you write one role play for your match, with, and with a place I am, it is a maximum of 3,500 words. Wow, 3,500 words. That is a commitment to, no, no, I don't think you understand. This is his third dog. Uh, Wow. The first two, well, you know, Skippy, when he was a let stop. Anyway, (laughs) keep it current. So you write a little backstory about, like, what's the name of your your current character? Uh, So I'm currently running a character named Nate Colton. He does sound handsome. (laughs) He's a a handsome lad. Uh, His story is that... He is from uh, kind of a big wrestling... Like, his dad was a big wrestling star previously. Dynasty. And uh, his brothers and his sister and cousin are all wrestlers as well. Speed racer. Yeah, but all he's right. and he's the oldest of the group, so he's kind of setting that trend and uh, making that path for the rest of his family. Okay. And so he's got to deal with not only his own career, but the struggles of having that familiar pressure on him. Awesome. All right. And what are his... Like what? How do you get to stats? Uh, so with this being with the one we do is fully written, so the stats don't actually matter. So you can just kind of make make them up. Okay. So how does the battle happen? How does the wrestling match occur? So that occurs when everyone writes their story, and then someone judges it and decides who wins, and then that gets passed off to someone else who actually writes the match. And those of us who are in it can make suggestions of, okay, here's some things I want to happen. Here's kind of the basic story of the fight that I'd like to see. And then they incorporate that. Right, because what if they're a high flyer? What exactly. if they like to stand on a, on a cord and jump into the sky? Exactly. Okay. So, And then, yeah, the, uh, the writer incorporates that for one wrestler. And then the other one may have maybe just a big power guy okay. or gal or what have you. And. Exactly, right. the claw. Uh, okay, and then, but so what it is 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 somebody is judging your writing skills. Mm-hmm. 
well, this is the greatest game in the world. <laughs> what on earth? And it's just, it's literally just pros on pros c- crime. Yeah. Like, it's much. like head to head match. I'm a better wrestler with a better backstory than you. More or less, yes. Okay. Are you describing what you look like? And, like, is there. Is it in third person? Is it in first person? Can you do either? You can do either. There's uh, one of the people I've worked with does most of their storytelling like from their own internal monologue. Okay. But that internal monologue is also still somehow an outside observer to the character. It's very interesting. Very Unabomber. Uh, All right. <laughs> that, feels, that feels like both self-aware and spooky. Yep. Uh, so. <laughs> and sometimes you can incorporate what we call the promo where you're shouting insults uh, at your opponent and oh, talking right, about right. how great this match is going to be and how much you're better. And you can do that any way you want. Uh, mine is just a straight up simple, I am talking to the camera when I do that someone just debuted a character where their promos they write down in a diary oh all right all right well and they were on the titanic or are they just why are they this is a <laughs> they just have a diary they and they're writing it down <laughs> does does anyone at any time say this isn't going to be a wrestling match it's going to be a war uh you know i would hope so because that's a line from the 70s when oh, yeah. the crusher and baron von raschke used to play each other in some sort of uh jumping around business um <laughs> Okay, so have you been winning? Uh, Yes, I have. I've been doing very well. This is probably my third major stint in this hobby, but I've taken a break for about 10 or 12 years. Well, it feels like a commitment. Like, how often do you guys have matches, and how and who pairs up who? Yeah, so uh, there will be, a, in whatever federation you're in, someone will be in charge to make the decisions of what matches are we going to do. Okay. Um, and then... Right now, also, the uh, the shows occur every two weeks. Okay. So there's one week of the role play period, and then the next week is putting the show together. And does the role play happen on essentially the message board in Discord where you just talk shit at each other and and, and speculate how the, how the game's going to go? Yeah, well, uh, for, for the actual role play, those have, again, more gotten to the point of telling your own personal story. And then a lot of the actual like confrontational moments, those happen in segments on the show, which the two people involved get together, usually like on a Google Doc that they can both access and they just (laughs) So this is still written. Yeah. Oh yeah. So nobody on Discord is talking talking to each other. I mean they can. There's voice channels, but yeah, mostly it's just all It's literally like allow me to show you how this is done with this paragraph. <laughs> That's outstanding. I, I, the thing is, is people say that kids don't write anymore, and uh, they're wrong. They're wrong because clearly this is going on. How long does the show last? Um, so the show, it's it's meant to be probably like your standard professional wrestling show. So about two hours for the regular ones and longer for the pay-per-view events. Okay. (laughs) Of course we're building to pay-per-views. We are committed to the bit. Yes. That's amazing. (laughs) And those have actually gotten so out of control that they now take place on two nights. (laughs) The pay-per-views? Yep. And then... (laughs) How are they... Who curates those? Uh, And again, that's... And how uh, do they take two hours? Are people releasing the paragraphs... Every twelve seconds, sort of. Uh, okay. The way the way we usually do the show releases is we'll do uh, we'll do a Twitch stream. So the people who run the run the federation they will get on and kind of explain what's happening in this segment and then this match, oh. and then they'll talk about like the differences in the in the role plays that week and why they decided who won. And then there'll so be a, it's a Twitch show in the in the in the in the final where they do they read your script aloud? No, uh, and they the just, scripts are just available. Yeah, they're just available. Anyone can go read them. Awesome. Well, this is amazing. Quite honestly, are there T-shirts? Is there merch? <laughs> People have designed merch. Okay, that is fine. Of course, they have. <laughs> well, they ought to have. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's it's very fun, and I've been yeah doing this since I was in college, off and on, and uh, I always, it's that kind of thing that I really should be ashamed of it. But no, I'm done with that. No, no, double down, my friend. <laughs> all yes, right, this is now Go the all in. it's it's uh, we all got to stop the voices. <laughs> so, um, the uh, Dan, uh, what are you currently playing? Uh, I do a lot of about? role playing. Is what I've been doing currently. But I tabletop just gotta, or yeah, tabletop. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, tabletop. Uh, what what's what engine? What uh, 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 fifth edition? D and D fifth edition. Okay, most All recently, right. and then we're getting ready to do a three point five campaign. Sure, but. set in what uh, what uh, what is the world? 
I'm not sure what world we're going to be playing. Because you're not Dungeon Master? No, I'm not the Dungeon Master. I just play. I'm okay. too lazy to put that much work into creating a world. That's why I have friends that can do that. Right, so you're <laughs> currently playing in a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons game. Yes. Yep. With several friends. With, yeah, I actually play with the same group of friends that I've been playing with since middle school. My ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. Rangers, this is an ad for HelloFresh. I love HelloFresh. I genuinely do. Uh, HelloFresh is farm fresh. Haha. <laughs> Pre-proportioned ingredients. Seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You don't have to think about dinner. You can just count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's true. That's true about the affordable if you eat out a lot and you get stuff delivered a lot. Because it's literally, I can't even... We all want to save money, obviously, this time of year, all year. But did you know that HelloFresh helps you save money all year round? HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout. 25% cheaper than takeout. And that's if the groceries are delivered to you. I mean, nobody has any... It's just hard to plan a meal. And I would say this about HelloFresh, is that they're always more interesting than the stuff that I cook. I cook okay, but... They introduce me to new food. They have recipes that they've, uh, let's see. First of all, of course, stress-free and uh, and delicious. They're all literally delicious. They have 35 weekly recipes. They have options if you're looking uh, for calorie smart or carb smart, or if you're, I've seen a vegetarian, obviously, and all the things. And if you don't want to go to the grocery store at all, you can just do HelloFresh Market, which is you add staples and sweets to your weekly order, and they arrive at your doorstep along with your meals. It's amazing. Now, one of my favorite, one of my favorite recipes right now is the white bean soup. Came a couple of months ago, but I really liked it because I forget about bean soup. And it was super simple. It was delicious. It's winter, even in Los Angeles, it is winter. People like a soup. And I make I make the dinner. And what's easy is that Andy and I, we can just sort of split it up, put it together. It's ready very quickly. Less than a half an hour is what they say. I would say less than 20 minutes for a lot of it because everything's pre-proportioned and everything. So I like the food and you should go to HelloFresh and get some of the food. Get in on it. You get a deal with the Dork Forest uh, Ranger code. You got to live by a code, you guys. So to get America's number one meal kit, by the way, you just go to HelloFresh.com slash Dork65 and use that code Dork65 for 65% off your order plus free shipping. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Dork65 and use code Dork65 for 65% off your order plus free shipping. And now let us get back into the show. That, of course, is epic. Yeah. Um, are you, you're not playing the same game. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. I, I wish, because that would be amazing. Right, no, you different would be games, gods. But the same groups of people, yeah. Right, right. And so do you play over Zoom or, or yeah, Discord? We'll like, or? Yeah, we play over Zoom. And they, they, there's, like, uh, web applications that you can use. There's, like, Fantasy Grounds. Like I think Roll20. Roll20. Okay. Different applications that you can use to play, too. But, yeah, so we'll use, like, Zoom for the, the video and communication and the social part and then one of those uh, engines to run the characters and stuff and uh, how many people are in this current fifth edition game right now we've got four there's four of us who played together since high or since middle school and then uh, my other friend's wife plays once in a while too and so we have some other random people but it's usually four to uh, Four to six players usually. Four to, okay, so are in this? Are there's some sort of rotating? Is there like if people can't show? Yeah, is that what you mean? Kind of, yep. Okay, yep. And especially me. Your... I'm the one that usually can't show. Right. <laughs> <That's>... Well, you're <laughs> on the road. I'm on the road. So yeah. What's your um? What is your character? So in the in the last thing that we were playing, we were we were doing a uh, Ravenloft. Actually, was the world that we were in, and I'm playing a Tabaxi. Uh, 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 Warlock. There we go. Couldn't get the words out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So they have warlocks in fifth edition. 
Yeah. You're, yep. you're a magic user. Yep. But yep. not a sorcerer or a wizard. No, more of a roguish character. Interesting. Yep. All right. Yeah, and, and then the 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 uh, race, the Tabaxi, is just like a giant cat. You're a giant cat that I'm is a warlock. Cat man, I'm like a thunder cat. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> and haven't guess... we all dreamed of that? <laughs> right. <laughs> so you are a cat man, and who are your? Uh, do you have a cleric? Uh, we have a we have the closest thing we have in this group is we have a paladin. We have a couple paladins on this one, so we don't have gonna... a, we don't have a proper cleric, but we have healers. Yeah, you better. Game. Yeah, you better have some healers, my friend. Yeah, uh, you want to go into some? I I once went into a dungeon without a healer. Guess what happened? Yeah, I died. <laughs> anyway, you didn't so, come out of the dungeon. <laughs> right, I had to, they had to drag me out and find a necromancer. Anyway, so um, what um. What are what are the other characters? So you have a couple of paladins. Yeah, we have a couple of paladins. I forget what race they were playing. Uh, I know we have dra- we have somebody that's a dragonborn, and then we have a tiefling in the group. Um, and the the this particular campaign is based off a module. Okay. That my friend who's running the campaign. It's a really hard module too. Like you die a lot <laughs> okay so so he isn't particularly writing it no no he's, he's kind of he, going he, up he's right. adding taking some liberties and stuff to it like one thing that he added is if you die he you he's bringing people back but then you've got some kind of a curse like you you get in touch with the afterworld so like when i died i came back and i had uh i had contact with a lynch that i had to go try to retrieve something for them and bring sure. it to them and then then right. and then the curse went away Right. Well, that wasn't a curse so much as a debt. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you go pay that off? Well, it was um, a curse because there was a lot of, like, internal, like, communication in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, whoever's your your dungeon master, your game master in this case, um, is running this game over Zoom. And how long have you been? Did, is he just doing mods and then you finish the finish the module? No. Well, we this particular that, that was I'm the most. I'm using the word mod wrong. I've been uh, learning. <laughs> so sorry. That's something to do with action figures. Go ahead. This, uh, <laughs> this last uh, campaign, we've kind of we we put it on hold. We haven't played for a little while. Now an- another friend of ours is getting ready to start the 3.5 group. So okay. we're getting ready to start a new group. But it kind of rotates. Three of my friends pretty much do all the DMing and then they just kind of rotate around and then we just kind of switch. Okay. And it just kind of had to go like the the Ravenloft our our schedules just weren't working anymore so we just took a time out from that. But now we're going to try a different uh a different game edition? with a different uh DM. Okay. So. All right. Well, so what we have here is uh, <laughs> so now uh, we're back to you. I'm just going to keep asking questions. On, on, if you have other stories you would like to pipe up, uh, feel free to do so. Okay. Uh, what what games did you enjoy playing as a child, Luke? Um, we like we had a bunch of board games around the house when I was little. I did you have good board games or did you have the lame Parcheesi's? What's happening? We had some Parcheesi. We had some Monopoly. Parcheesi was my dad's favorite game your dad <laughs> is the devil because uh, parcheesi is uh, almost mind-numbingly boring mm-hmm. and of course monopoly is yep. the devil uh, created played. to show that capitalism wasn't great mm-hmm. anyway we played a fair amount invented. of uh, yes. fair amount of hi ho cherio oh there you go those are those are, that's early games oh yeah that's, uh, that's uh, r- roll the dice move your mice a mm-hmm. little bit of that oh um, yeah a little bit <laughs> uh and then didn't the actually first break game First great game. Ooh. Well, for I, I remember actually finally getting into RPGs through one of my friends in high school who had a bunch of books for a bunch of different systems. Uh, I think our favorite at the time was Battletech. And what is that? So that is a game where you are the pilot of a giant robot and you have to fight other giant robots. Well, that's good times. Yeah, there's uh, missiles and everything. All right. And so you did you play Battletech? A little or did bit. Did you just read the books at each other um, and make characters? I th- <laughs> this is a valid game. This is not. A, this is. Not, I'm not making fun. It sounds awesome. I wish I had someone That's to so read books though. at with when I was in high school First, and make characters. S- stop staring into my soul. And two. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we played a little bit. None of the campaigns we ever tried to do back then lasted very long. Like we might get one session in, right, and, and then, then someone would get hard. grounded. And we couldn't play anymore. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Did you, uh, were there, because I remember when I was a kid finding, like the neighbors had, there was a weird board game that I was like, why why aren't we playing this board game all the time? And it was because it was theirs. It wasn't mine. <laughs> and it was, uh, it, there was a, an art one where it was the classic, it was classic masters, uh, masterpieces, and it might have been called Masterpiece. And then there was also a stack of what the value of that art was with also some forgery cards. And you would shuffle, you would take one from each and you'd find out that you had a forgery of the Mona Lisa or whatever, and you would still try to sell it. And uh, I don't remember, so were there any cool board games that you remember as a child? Uh, Hero Quest for me. Hero Quest. Hero Quest was a. I feel like I've heard of that, but I don't know it. It, I mean, it was it's it's very similar to role playing, but it was like with miniatures. It was a board game. You would have somebody that acted as a DM and just kind of guided it, but it was more, you know, you know, you do more adventures, and it was you had like three D model pieces that would set up, and you would go into a room and you could search it, and you had characters, and you just you went on quests. Okay, so it had pretty good toy. Oh yeah, it was, toy value? yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, and even now, uh, well, last time I checked, like the original ones, because they brought it back, they re redid it and made it a little better, you know, for modern times. Right. But the original ones are worth over a hundred dollars if you can get them okay. near complete. They're pretty are, popular. Are there? Um, here's where this falls apart a little bit because uh, all I remembered is that you both did tabletop RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> and I've forgotten your other dorkdoms. It's quite all right. So what, what, Well, there's a many between the two of us. Right, right. Just you, pick one. You could probably yeah. just throw a dorkdom our way and we would probably be Action able figures? to talk about Are there any toys or games that you collect or oh, yeah. enjoy? <laughs> <laughs> you should see my studio. <laughs> I... Uh, I think a part of it was like I grew up in the 80s, which was the golden age of cartoons as toy commercials. Yep. And so I've always True been that. drawn to that. But of course, we didn't have any money, so I didn't have any of those things. I spent a couple of years collecting most of the toys from the uh, cartoon mask. Ooh. I don't know the nice. cartoon mask. Uh, uh, so aged out. Sorry. Yeah, that was one. It was. Almost a cross between G.I. Joe and Transformers, really, because you have your regular vehicles that look like everyday normal cars, and then you could push a button and move a few things around, and suddenly it is this different kind of a vehicle that now has weapons, and they fight on covert missions and things. And then the pilots also have little figurines. They put on masks that give them secret powers. Oh, that give them secret powers. Yeah. Not just hides their identity. It actually, the the masks themselves uh, generate some sort of power. Correct. Okay. Um, and you have some of those vehicles? Yep. I have collected, I've actually just started selling them off, but uh, I had most of the toy line for a while. There were a few things that I either didn't have space for or just wasn't interested in because they never appeared in the cartoon. Okay. But it was. it's a lot of fun just having them there and you know, every once in a while, oh, I'll push the button and turn this car into a plane for a while. Right. Sort of <laughs> a desk toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Desk toy. How about yourself, Dan? Oh yeah, I collect action figures. I've I, more recently I'm collecting action figures that are comedy related in the sense that if it was a comedic actor, so like I have, uh, I have. That uh, is a rabbit hole. What is that? <laughs> what, what is that? Well, like that's Eddie like, Murphy in Coming to America. If there was an action figure, yeah, you would like, do it. And well, but it had to be a comedy. I have him from Coming to America too, as a Funko Pop. Okay, so, what, you, George Carlin as Thomas the Train? I don't yet, but if <laughs> okay. I can find one, that right. would be amazing. I do have a Robin Williams from uh, um, uh, Morgan Mindy. Morgan Mindy. Uh, original. Okay. Yeah. Actually, uh, Brian, one of the other producers of the festival, gave that to me as a gift Aww. several years ago. So it was a cool little thing. But yeah, so I've have, I got like Funko Pops of comedic actors. So I have things from like... Uh, like the Adam Sandler movies, the National Lampoon movies, things like that. Right. Are they booking any women? I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they never are. All right. So, uh, so <laughs> such a jackass. Anyways. <laughs> well, as soon as they make that Jackie Cation action figure, yeah, right? I will de definitely add it to it. I, well, it's actually, I do have. Uh, I have the Funko Pop from um, Solar Opposites. 
that Mary Mac plays. Oh, a voice there you for. go. That so, oh, the, you do. So Mary, yep, all right, Mary so Mac. There's some work. Yep, and right. she signed it too. So that's awesome. <laughs> I have been. I have a guy made a tiny Lego minifig of me. Uh, that has the head changes and or the head spins and has stickers, and uh, and then there's a different torso. One has a Captain Marvel jacket on, nice. and one has uh, I think just a, a t-shirt. But um, and then someone else made uh, a, a Hot Wheels character car of me. Because oh, Hot awesome. Wheel character cars, of course, are not the car that Bugs Bunny would drive, but the car that Bugs Bunny would be if Bugs Bunny were a car. <laughs> uh, so there's a whole Hot Wheels theme of called character cars, and they do a lot of they they do there's there's video games like Overwatch and um, and uh, different video games that represent Mario and stuff like that. But they they mostly do Marvel, DC, and um, Looney Tunes. So though I do have a Winnie the Pooh uh, uh, cement truck that has honey. It's uh, it's. It, so it, it would, it I was just going to ask what, if if Winnie the Pooh was a a car, what would it be? It, he would be uh, carrying uh, a honey yep, a honeycomb of some sort uh, or a beehive, and um and so they made one for me and one for Lori Kilmartin and mine. Weirdly enough, an El Camino. I would not have called it. <laughs> How did they decide that? What factors have, did they I've put in I've never gotten that? an answer to that. I've never understood. I mean, I get it. There's a little, this has a vibe. It has a, sort of a rural Wisconsin white trashy kind of, uh, it's a pickup truck, but it's also a car. Uh, anyway, so, because it would be a very useful, be, so they were practical. I'm not saying they weren't. Um what, uh, what, yeah, so what else? I, I know you collect more than just that. Yeah. Um, I do have a, f- I'm actually trying to keep it, uh, limited because I move fairly frequently and there's just a big damn hassle. But Witness I, protection? I do. Ha- no, I just... Running from the law? People keep trying to ask for rent. Oh, interesting. interesting. Oh, Find bill it. collectors. I'm not into that. Not about Look that Look over life. there. <laughs> exactly. But I've got like a few wrestling figures and a bunch of old Transformers that a friend of mine just mailed me, actually. Very excited about that. So I've added Optimus Prime and the Revival to my nativity scene. Oh, very oh, nice. <laughs> and the nativity scene with action figures is one of my favorite things. It is. Uh, my girlfriend is less excited. Oh, right. who, who portrayed whom in this year's nativity scene, if, well, if you've got it? I actually have uh, figurines that uh, were a gift from uh, my grandmother to my mother. <laughs> no, that no, for those the actual sound like Jesus. That, that actually like, is. Yeah. That's so the, the main stars are still the main stars. Okay. Uh, the revival originally showed up as the three wise men because Good. I don't have three, so you get two top guys. <laughs> and then that's also the, the third of that bunch is the role that Optimus is filling. Okay. Oh, fair enough. I I've I've looked I've often looked for a Cerebus uh, action figure so that they that could be the three wise men. But um, I like it. That would be. But right now it's uh, Jack Frost from that Guardians. Okay. Uh, movie. And uh, Saruman, mm-hmm. and uh, the third one this year was Lucy. Uh, I went uh, <laughs> I gend- more gender fluid from like uh, Peanuts. And then uh, the baby Jawa has always been the baby Jesus, mm-hmm. a little Jawa baby. And then uh, Queen Amidala, usually Mary. And then this year, uh, I, I forget. Oh, my gosh. I forgot who... Uh, who Joseph was? Um, they usually do. Oh, it was Linus. <laughs> yeah, they, I know, that's right. Always overlooked, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was Linus. And uh, but I always have an angel. Like I had the Sandman from the Guardians uh, was uh, an angel, an actual tiny angel. Someone gave me, and then that uh, that moose that poops jelly beans is, uh, <laughs> represents all the animals in the stable. So I like d- it. Did you do anything with a nativity scene at all? I did you? not. Okay. I I don't decor. I didn't decorate at all for Christmas. Not even traditional Christmas things. I'm more of I was a Scrooge. All right. <laughs> I was like I knew I was spo- I was gonna come home to visit my family for Christmas. I got stranded in Nebraska, so I'm a little bitter about uh, <laughs> this year's Christmas. Fair enough. So what other what other collections do you have? I do comic books as well. More specifically to like uh, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, or two of my that's my favorite creative team. So I. 
been going back and getting a lot of their back issue stuff. You know, they've got uh, their Reckless series that they've been doing, which is a graphic novel series that they've been putting out, which has been really, really good. He does like crimey uh, yeah, noir. A lot of, yep. Um, and then Sean Phillips. Sean Phillips. There yep. we go. It's sort of it, it looks kind of pen and ink, but it's mm-hmm. it is in color. Yep. So yep. Um, very beautiful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your favorite? Is your, that criminal your favorite of his, or actually, Reckless has been oh, Reckless. really good. But um, I think so. Like one of the best ones that they've done was Pulp, which was really, really good because it was a you know, it was about uh, basically uh, uh, like a writer, a pulp writer, but he was talking about his old West times, and you know, oh. I don't want to give anything away, but it was so it was kind of a western, a into western, but set in early. early. Set in sort of like the 30s or something. Yeah. Yep. And he was like, back when it was the old west, I was a sheriff or something. Kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. I yep. don't think I read that one. <laughs> yeah. Pulp was really good. Okay. What about you? Uh, I also have a, a fair amount of comics. Again, not for a while. I've gotten got, kind of gotten out of it, but I have the entire run of the Wally West era Flash. What year is that? That is 1987 to 2000 and. Something. Okay. And Wally was the Flash? Yep. He, uh, you know, Barry Allen's nephew became the Flash after Crisis on Infinite Earths. How did he become the Flash? Do we, what is the origin of the Flash? Uh, Was it, was it a lab error? So the. Not error, but I mean like something that happened in a laboratory? Yep. Struck by lightning uh, and got chemicals on him in a laboratory. Okay. Oh, together. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's that's how Barry Allen became the Flash. And then later it also happened to Wally West. While Barry was explaining, here's what happened to me, (laughs) happens again. That's how convenient. (laughs) Super convenient. Uh, Okay. So why is that? Is it. Why is that arc particularly compelling? So I got drawn into that because of the villains. Oh, uh, Flash the has DC a lot of villains. Yep, uh, I because I, I got in through like Justice League from JLA, JSA from that okay. era, which are also both great. Um, and then you know got uh, started collecting some Batman. And I'm thinking, what do I like about Batman? I like his cool villains. Who else has a bunch of villains? This guy. Does he have the same villains as Batman? Nope, different villains. A uh, lot of. Whereas I found like a lot of Batman's villains are like all have a, a psychiatric thing. They're insane. Yeah, that they is. They're madmen, and they're 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 based on like one specific act, uh, aspect of their madness. A lot of the Flash villains are science based because Flash is also a very scientific minded character. Oh, sort of mad scientist or little bit, yeah. Little okay, so not okay. Like who who is a famous right? Uh, one of the big ones is Captain Cold. Who has a? <laughs> All right, there's some reaction from the audience. You guys. It, who has a gun that can slow uh, the molecular movement of anything to absolute zero? Oh, because everybody's chilly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, basically, it's something just that he got caught trying to rob a bank by the Flash. He got mad, so while he's in prison, he just reads up on the concept of absolute zero and then escapes and builds a gun and now he can do this thing. Oh, so he so he is not himself like Mr. Freeze. No. He is he's got a gray gun that mm-hmm. that makes everybody stop. Yep. And that's a lot of the Flash villains just have a device that allows them to perform their crimes. Uh please name another one. There is well there's Heatwave who has a flamethrower. Okay. Uh, <laughs> As one might expect, Weather Wizard, who has a wand that can control the weather. So what be, kind of weather does he pick? Does he he will pick sunny do, days? Or? You know, once in a while. Okay. But not often. Usually when it's, he wants to go on a picnic or something? Usually, yeah. Some Usually nice it's breeze. tornadoes and uh, tornadoes. and ice and hail and okay. things like that. All right. Um, Mirror Master, who can do all kinds of crazy things with mirrors. Oh. Uh, so like he'll he'll make like duplicates of himself to confuse. He will trap people in mirror dimensions where everything's weird. Yeah, yeah. A uh, lot of fun exploration uh, with that character. That's cool. Have you ever wanted to be an inventor? Oh, there was a time. Because it, it really feels it feels like because of all these characters having a device that you might enjoy a MacGuffin, that you might enjoy having a device. You know, just the thing kind of thing. You know, I have often wanted a MacGuffin, 
<laughs> right. It would be convenient to have be super a just, convenient. The, just the thing device. Yeah. It sounds amazing. And, uh, of course, first I have to find out who has one and then I have to take it from them. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you become a super villain. Exactly. Which is less, uh, less positive. My ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. Hey, Rangers, me, Jackie Cation here, talking to you about HelloFresh. You know, where they deliver all the foods to you and then you bake the foods. I really like it. Let me just tell you something. It's farm fresh. It's pre-portioned ingredients. There's seasonal recipes and it's delivered right to your doorstop. Doorstop? Doorstep? Whatever it is, but it's there. And... It's affordable. If you send out for takeout, if you have groceries delivered, it's cheaper than that. And it's more interesting than that. Let me just say that. Uh, You skip the grocery store and you take control of your time and your budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. And they are delicious and they're interesting and they're things that I wouldn't do myself. There's a bunch, there's like a bulgogi recipe that I did uh, recently that was amazing. It was a bulgogi bowl. That's a Korean rice bowl with a bunch of pork and, and, and food. And you can make it vegan. You can make it vegetarian. They, they do everything. They have over 35 weekly recipes. They have options if you're looking to help you achieve any sort of goals, right? If you have calorie smart or carb smart, you could customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading your proteins or adding a protein to a veggie dish. I'm telling you, this is a really good idea. It's you can there's a way to eat well. The way everything is packaged, it it doesn't use that much like it's it's not it's environmentally friendly is what I'm saying. It's uh everything is and there's extra stuff and the portions are big enough that like a two person thing feeds all three of us, Andy, myself and my mother-in-law. So, I say do hello fresh you guys. I love it. The bulgogi was really good. There was tacos that were really interesting. The sauces are usually stuff I don't have in my, but then I can use this information and go forth uh, to make other meals, right? So HelloFresh makes cooking easy and very fresh and uh, makes it easy and very fast. So go to HelloFresh.com slash dork. 22 and use the code dork22 for 22 free meals plus plus free shipping so d-o-r-k 22 and so hellofresh.com slash dork22 and use code dork22 for 22 free meals plus free shipping it's america's number one meal kit you guys so let's get back into the show what else are are you collecting me, yeah, well, uh, I mean, oh, all kinds of. Other, th- I mean, yeah. I, it's all kinds of things. I'm, I'm kind of random yeah. figures. Uh, I do the little um, uh, the Tiles. metal figs. They're they're uh, what are they called? Warhammer? No, 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 no okay. not Warhammer. But they're um, they're nano figs. There we go. So they're they come in like sets of you know maybe five based on you know comic book characters or whatever. Oh. They have sets of twenty. They're little metal. And they're metal? And they're painted, yeah. Okay, yep. are they come painted or they you don't painted. have to They come painted. Okay, that's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, they come painted, but they're just little figures about this tall. I mean, very small, maybe and an inch or two. And do you go a particular theme? No, I do is I do all. I have them in rest. I have wrestlers. I have DC Universe, Marvel Universe, uh, Harry Potter. Um, I think I have, um, what else do I have? There's another... There's another set that I have as well. I can't remember what it was, but uh, yeah. So I have all kinds of them. If I see them, I usually buy them. And so they, there are four or five of them, or five or six of them. Yeah, and then they're d- tiny. And then they're metal of uh, sets of twenty too. Sometimes, so so they're not like hero clicks. They don't have no. They're they're not even what? part of a game. They're, they're not even part of a for game. display. Yeah, and then you can they and they sell displays to display them that you can hang on the wall and right. light up and stuff. So oh, okay, it's like backlit to mm-hmm. show them off and yeah, like they made one for they made like the Batcave for the Batman stuff that they put out. Okay, so you could do that and put that on display. That'd be cool. And they just have like a basic shelf with, you know, each, it has a slot for each figure and then it lights up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you plug it in. Mm-hmm. Or okay. battery operated. Or yeah. something like yep. that. Okay. Um, what about other, uh, what, because uh, I'm trying to think like what, like 
as I, has been established, you may or may not know this, those of you who just stumbled in for some reason to this magic shop in South Dakota. <laughs> uh, but the uh, uh, Andy collects many items. He collects uh, Hot Wheels. He mm-hmm. collects comic books. He collects Micronauts. And, um, and he collects dice. Uh, but He that, used to collect dice. I don't know that he's collecting dice. I think people... Like gamers give each other dice, yeah. and then all of a sudden you have unicorns, right? I mean, you yeah. told somebody you liked a dice game, and now you have all many different dice. kinds of dice. Yep. Um, all. I actually used to dice. buy them by the pound. <laughs> really? Yeah, because you can buy them in bulk. When I, I owned a comic book shop, and we would, I would order by the bulk, by bulk, and then I would just buy the bag for myself. So what, when you're looking to purchase, because. I've I've been gifted dice just because I'm adjacent, um, and and I I enjoy I enjoy games I I will play all the games and do all the things but I don't I don't like uh, I was raised to not want things like just there's like you're gonna have to dust that so why would you <laughs> my, literally a saying of my of my stepmother's uh, she's like put that away or I'm gonna throw it away and uh, you're gonna wanna, you're you're gonna have to dust that because I'm not dusting that and uh, so I have like I have two wands I have Harry Pottery wands that have nice. been given to me which are cool but I'm not playing with them. I mean, they're just in their fancy leather boxes. They were, I mean, they're nice wands. Like one of them lights up and talks and stuff. Um, and the other one works at Universal. So um, if you stand in a certain spot and do a certain thing, it makes uh, like a jack-in-the-box come up. And um, but like the, what I collect, what I tend to collect uh, are a series of books. Mm. Like, I have a lot of, uh, like, all the science fiction, like, I have all the Harry Potter novels in hardcover from Ooh. England Ooh. because of the art. And then I had a separate, uh, the, I had the, the, the same books in paperback that I used for rereading because I might be a dork. <laughs> and then, um, and we, I mean, we can, if we'd like, discuss that J.K. Rowling is no longer the great role model that she was with the first five books. Uh, she didn't lose me. Uh, she started losing me when she wrote 200 pages of camping in the seventh <laughs> book. That's when I realized that no one was editing her and she needed some sort of leash. Um, but uh, do you guys collect anything like that? Yeah, I, I have. Well, I've lost a couple of them. Well, my siblings lost a couple of them, but I have the... Oh. Entire. Uh, Blame us. I lent them out, and you know it's fine. Oh, you know that but, Andy's dad used to write on the inside of books when he lent it, "Stolen from Clyde Ashcroft." <laughs> That's what he would write inside That's the books. That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I have the uh, entire Terry Pratchett Discworld novel series. All of them. Uh, like not anything Wait, that wasn't. That's right. You lent them out, and they yeah. didn't. How many and are there? There, it just of just the novels that come in like mass market paperback size, like forty. Okay. It took me about six of those to get into them. And I've read about... <laughs> they're okay. Um, but they're... You know, I had read Good Omens. Oh, yeah. Which Good is Omens the is Neil Gaiman, Terry Pratchett crossover book, which is a lot of nodding. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, it's, and, and of course, it's an Amazon show mm-hmm. now. Yep. And, um, and so I thought... I thought that they did a really good job because Neil Gaiman is su- such a sad sack, quite honestly. <laughs> like, I really like Sandman and I enjoyed mm-hmm. Coraline and I read, I've read all the things. Uh, but he is super dour. And Terry Pratchett is a silly, silly man. Mm-hmm. Passed away now, but super silly. But Good Omens is the perfect chemistry of yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh, maybe I would like Discworld. And I read it and I was like, Mm, too punny, too dil- too silly. Sixth one, I'm in. I'm on board. Yep. Please tell me more about the turtle. Were you- <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, did you start like from the beginning or just yes. picking at random? Okay. Started- you can kind of pick at random with that series, and yeah, the the early ones are they are they're they're a bit rough, but. As you get later on, there's there's definitely a sweet spot where he's got the voices of all the different characters he's using. Okay, and now there's some nodding here. What what would you were you saying like a dozen in? Uh, I stopped at about twelve. Right, I am. I don't remember the I would exact buy them order. Used. Right, 
The one, like I think it was the first one that I read was The Hogfather. Okay, that's actually a movie too, isn't it? Yes, yes. they did a movie. Uh, it's basically the Discworld's version of Santa Claus, and there's a whole story surrounding that. And it gets into kind of what these kind of fables, these stories mean to people and why they're important to keep telling them, even though we all know. All right, uh, Kerner, cover your ears. Even though we know Santa's not real. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'll put Cover it in the notes. Uh, Luke Johnson, you're ruining children. Santa that's denier. Right. I'm and Santa denier. That's that's my one conspiracy theory. I'm and sorry. So, so, um, so the first one you read was Hogfather, which is a very distinct, very special mm-hmm. uh, issue. I think I read one that took pl- the first one I read. Uh, either took place at that university town, yep, or with the army, and I can't remember. They okay. were soldiers. So, um, by the sixth one, I did realize that they that there was a depth to them because it's all very, very. They're light. They're super light. And but by the third or fourth one, you're like, oh, he's actually encouraging because they're 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 for children, or they can be read by children. Yeah. Um, they're just encouraging sort of a, a, a sort of a kindness and a and a, an inclusion mm-hmm. that uh, and and it makes fun of sort of meanness and 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 uh, over just pride and uh, yeah. arrogance and stuff it, and it makes fun of that so I really I really did end up enjoying those a great deal yeah they're they're fun and funny reads but also yeah again they're the, he is saying something with these stories right he's just I mean I, I don't know how you could not like especially if you write 40 of something mm-hmm. you're like no it's not about anything <laughs> what <laughs> please stop writing uh, <laughs> so how about do you have a favorite uh for books, I don't collect anymore, but no. I do. I just because I'm running out of space. Now right, right. I've got too many comic books now, so I don't do books. And right. books are really heavy to move. I used to collect all kinds of books. Not what was? But, did you have series that you got into? I or did, did the you, one oh, series authors. that I really did get into was the Alex Cross novels from James Patterson. Oh, love, again, because I'm I'm a big true crime person, and it and sounds murdery, and, uh, and it very very much. Okay, so James Patterson, British, American. I think American. Okay, I, I, I read be wrong, the though. I don't know novels. much about him. I know he like lived like in. I think he's like from Florida. Oh, fair I enough. Think. So I read the Jack Reacher novels, which was the closest to mm-hmm. sort of. Uh, I read Louis L'Amour and the Jack Reachers, and then I'm in. That's all I have in common with all of your dads. <laughs> uh, I have not read the James Patterson novels. What? What are? What do you like? What do you like about those? Oh, they're just it's really I think the character is really good. Is At it least a it recurring? Be, yeah, it's a reoccurring character. He's got like several books with Alex Cross. <laughs> Alex oh, Cross Alex Cross is the character. Yes, and Alex Cross is a detective or uh worked like with the FBI out of Washington DC sure. area. Um he uh the the movie Kiss the Girls, that's Alex, that's a that's Alex a James Cross. Patterson. Yep. That and okay. it's based on one of the novels. Uh, okay. I think they did three movies now. There's Kiss the Girls. Um, I forget what the other one was. Okay. What the other two are. Is but. he kind of, does he have any superpowers? Like Jack Reacher always knows which way everybody went. Like there's no reason for him to know which way any, he's on a, he's literally on a highway. The guy could have turned left or right. And he's like, oh, he turned right. <laughs> You're like how? Why? And then he says, "Well, it's because that's where the liquor store is." Or I mean, I, he he has a reason in the sort of, but uh, it doesn't. Does does Jack Patterson? Does he just know things? Or wait, I the think, Alex Cross? Uh, the Alex Cross. Uh, I think it'd be more. It's been a long time since I've read one, so uh, yeah, I'm yeah. a little a little out of touch with where, where they are now. I know there's a ton of them, but I think his was more doing like uh, profiling and stuff. Oh, too. he did do profiling. A little bit of profiling. Okay, so, yeah. but no supernatural. Like he wasn't like no, no, okay. <laughs> just a just a regular cop. Just a regular a cop detective. who happened to know things. He could yep. see patterns. That's yep. what he could see. And solve the crimes. He could figure out. <laughs> yeah. He did the kidnapping. <laughs> right. It's, uh, it's uh, well, because uh, there's a lot of crime shows. Like, there's good crime shows that are super crimey. And then there's shows where people have a superpower. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that show Bones. Yep. She's got a hologram machine that can recreate the crime. And you're like, that's that's not real. 
Nobody, <laughs> nobody has a hologram. I would like that hologram machine. So clearly, that doesn't that doesn't happen. Um, okay. So what what else do you? So what what else do you love? Well, lately I've gotten roped into the Yellowstone universe, and that's what I'm well, ashamed to say. Right? <laughs> that's like a that's like a grown up. Uh, uh, Dynasty kind of kind adult of yeah, it's soap like, opera, and well, and now it's it's spo- it's it's spilled into westerns, and and so it's like a western, and then there's oh. you know because there's because they're they're they've done several uh, spinoffs now just from Yellowstone, like the whole going back to the family, like there's the oh back in time eighteen twenty or eighteen eighty three is a series, then they got nineteen twenty three, I think that's what it is, is nineteen twenty three that just came out <laughs> when I was that's a wrong, child but, in the twelfth century. Um, <laughs> Uh, there was a series written by John Jakes, and John Jakes, it's one, the first book took place in 1776, and then the next one took place during like the 1814, like the War of 1812, and then it was the Civil War, and you're like, it was all war related. Um, mm-hmm. But the, so does, is Yellowstone, I think it's like seven seasons of that now, right? Now there's four. Just four seasons? Just four, just four. And it's so popular that it's already two spinoffs? Yes. Wow. Yep. Who's in it? Uh, well, in 1883, you got Sam Elliott. Oh, is one of the main. Sam characters. Elliott's still alive, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford is in 1923. He's what? one of the main characters. Yeah. In, yeah. That's Banana Land. Yeah. Uh, Who's in Yellowstone? Kevin Costner is the Ooh. main guy behind. Kevin that. Costner is in the main guy yeah. in Yellowstone. Yep. Yep. So yep. uh, and there's a small <laughs> applause break for the series uh, that Yellowstone is. That's that, yeah. that's it's more on television. That's more yeah. excitement than I expected for Kevin Costner to be honest. But <laughs> Kevin Costner. But I like the Postman. So what do I know? <laughs> Waterworld Water. and the Postman. It's a unique. It's a unique niche. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think there was too much Kevin Costner, sort of like uh, um, Helen Hunt. We all got tired, and then uh, she came back. So he is now back. Mm, Kevin yeah, Costner yeah. is yep. back in yep. force, and he does live in Montana. Does it take place in Montana? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The whole series is kind of yeah. They're they're um, right in, like the... in Bozeman area. You sure. know, it's basically they're they're uh, they they're ranching family. Okay. And so, but but they're also kind of it's it's basically the way they describe it is if you took uh, uh, a western and mixed it with the Sopranos, you kind of have that. <laughs> Situation. That is a hell of a log line. That is yeah. a very good log line. All right, that's, all right. It's, it's uh, yeah. Little Game of Thrones. Very, very uh, much uh, organized crime, but with cowboys, kind of. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Did you watch The Sopranos? I did watch The Sopranos. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie, The Godfather? Have you ever heard of that one? <laughs> what? What is that? No. <laughs> I saw the first of course one. I saw that. I I used to I I like because I again I'm a big into true crime. That's I've right. always had a passion for organized crime okay. type stuff. So <laughs> I know I'm a criminal. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that they made a movie about God's dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like Hogfather, but much like. <laughs> <laughs> he got a laugh. Well played. Um, bravo, sir. Bravo. Our sound guy gave me the finger. I have won the festival. <laughs> Everybody can go home. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. It is true. Do you ever watch those live? The sort of the realistic HGTV true crime. Well, once in a while, like sometimes we'll throw on that. I usually watch that for like background. I listen to more true crime podcasts than I watch like, but okay. I'll watch some of the documentaries that come out, the docu series, like on Netflix and stuff like that. But okay, uh, like the first forty-eight, sometimes I watch that just as okay. background. Did you ever uh, read that, that <laughs> book by that guy? Did you ever read that book by that guy? I'm getting, I'm getting a very bad look about admitting that I watched the first forty-eight. But- <laughs> I don't know what that is. What is that? <laughs> it's 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 basically uh, a, a docu series, and it, usually it's it's a, it follows homicide detectives, but in different areas of the country. Okay, and so they got oh know, the, the first, first forty eight hours. hours is the most that's important the best. That's case. the most important time yeah. with a crime. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't want to see any of this stuff, but uh, because it just seems kind of sad. But that doesn't mean um, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, <laughs> hence I, the reaction probably for right, saying well, I, I did a dork for a live dork forest once many years ago in Atlanta, Georgia, with a woman who was really so much into true crime that she 
uh, taught herself and her daughter, her 15-year-old daughter, how to escape from the trunk of a car. Oh, uh, wow. She said she locked her daughter in the trunk of a car uh, with like, a, I don't know, like a, a credit card or something, or and uh, then timed it, how long it took her to get out of the... And I was like, that feels sane and um it just i mean there's 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 the point where we love things and we're we're a dork about them and then and then there's um where there's that line and uh you're like okay i mean maybe if she were uh snatched uh then she could get out of the back of a trunk but uh that's between her and her god uh okay i did have a th- there was a thread to this and i can't remember what it was oh i know the the book by the guy there is um the Chicago World Fair, nonfiction. Oh, uh, Devil in the White City? Devil in the White City. Did you ever read I that? I did not. You might want to get that on, on your Audible uh, or something like that. that it's about, the I think, the first serial killer? Yep. Is that uh, right? H.H. H. Holmes. I have actually not oh, read it, yeah. but I know about okay. it. I want to, but I just haven't quite got around to it yet. Okay, so that might be something that I'll might be... I'll have to read that. I've, com- I've listened to podcasts about H.H. H. Holmes. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so you don't well, I know that. who the Yeah, I know who that person and, is. Uh, and I... Because th- I read one... Eric Larson? Yep. Did he, he write it? There we go. Because I read a different book by him, and it was about Churchill, and it was more cheerful. <laughs> Even though it took place during the uh, the bombing of London, it was more cheerful. Uh, <laughs> right. It was uh, it was actually quite uh, it was quite inspiring, especially in these days, because it was about how you live through desperate days, mm-hmm. and um, and so it was the his. Uh, I was t- I think I was telling you about it. It was uh, it's essentially those those London bombings. And Churchill's reaction to them, but from the perspective of the people around him. So it's not Churchill going, I am amazing. It's other people saying, he thinks he's amazing. <laughs> and he's pretty great, but he's a bit of a blowhard. And, uh, but he's doing some good work with the pep talks. So, um, and what it is, is spl- it's called The Splendid and the Vile. And uh, it's actually a really good pep talk if you need a pep talk. And uh, who doesn't occasionally need a pep talk? Um, cool. What? Uh, what else? You guys into sports? No, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> let me just say, Did as you? a disclaimer, I'm talking with Luke Johnson and uh, Deb, uh, Dan Bublitz uh, Jr. And uh, and they both gave me lists of things that they were dorked out about, and I don't have those. <laughs> so this is on me. The fact that we got to go to we the got to go to the vault. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> I definitely am not a sports person. <laughs> I kind of am, but again, this goes down weird rabbit holes. So. Right, you have that wrestling thing. <laughs> I do, but uh, for sports, one of my favorite things is uh, when a team names themselves something weird. And then, you know, the... Uh, Not racially weird. No, no. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> Kidding. It was just... A, a, this is... I gotta get nothing from you people. I'm just like, what the fuck? You guys are like, what just happened? This turned into an Amway clan meeting? It did not. Uh, okay, but the, no. but the but highlight like the of this... Rabbits. Yeah, uh, the highlight of this really is a couple of years ago, um, there was a like collegiate wood bat softball team that basically just... An- <laughs> announced their name and the internet went wild because it was the Carolina Disco Turkeys. Okay. First of all, wood bat. What game is that? That is softball, but played with wood bats instead of metal. And they refused. They're like, you cannot use an aluminum bat in right. this game. Or maybe we, it's baseball, but yeah, still. They, we are we are a wood both. bat people. Both. Okay. Oh, both softball and baseball? Hardball? Yep. There's professional yep. Uh, softball? This is a... I am unfamiliar with the professional yeah. softball world. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is like, I think even specifically a college team, but they play with wood bats in the summer. And, and disco turkey. Disco turkeys. Uh, so the logo is a peacock. Things have taken a real left turn. In a like John Travolta style leisure suit. Sure. Doing the pose with the bat. Why not a turkey? Did anyone ask? Uh, well, Why I do think- I think the internet really asked? Well, I, I assume that uh, disco turkey means peacock in the same way that trash panda means raccoon. Oh, I see. Okay. There's right. also a minor league baseball team called the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Okay. And I know that trash panda is a raccoon because of Guardians of the Galaxy. That's, That's right. That's the only reason. Uh, we always just called them raccoons. <laughs> uh, there is. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have enough interaction with raccoons uh, to discuss their eating habits, I think. is. Uh, uh, yeah, eat- I, I'm from Wisconsin. There's not a lot of raccoons there. No, not a lot. There's, we have badgers. Uh, so. An entire college full of them. 
That that was that was a double too. You've you've, you've officially gotten three fingers from the sound guy. <laughs> Nathan's doing the sound, you guys. Let's have a nice round of applause for Nathan. Let's hear it for Nathan. You just got a hat trick. Yeah, hat trick of fingers. <laughs> Okay, so you don't actually like the sports. You, I, mean, you, I do kind of like the sports, you, but... You know, again, it's the written word. Yeah. <laughs> and in this case, some sort of graphic mm-hmm. that goes with it. Um, all right. That's funny. What else you guys got? <laughs> I, mean, we're doing, I mean, we're doing good. We only have about 10 minutes left. So right. we're, uh, you got any, any dorkdoms you want to uh, tell the people that they should get out there? I mean, clearly, there's some true crime uh, fiction oh, yeah. that they should I'd see. Support all the comic book shops. That's, there's true. so many fandoms you can get into at the comic oh, that's book shop. that's very true. Board right. games to action yep. figures to comics, yep. whatever it is. Find your local uh, board gaming and or RPG gaming community. I used to live in a college town, so we'd have new players every four years. Uh, and then I moved out of there because I got tired of having to make new friends. <laughs> Every no, because you years. move. Because you are on the run. That's right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, what uh, is there a board game um, uh, place where you can play here in Sioux Falls? Yep, there are a couple of shops. There is uh, the Game Chest on Minnesota Avenue. There's Dragon's Den, uh, which is... They've moved a while back, and I can't remember where they are. They're like way west. There, there's such an it's an interesting uh, new kind of thing that's happening. That they'll sell board games and they'll sell Magic the Gathering cards mm-hmm. and they'll sell dice and whatever, but they will also provide space mm-hmm. where you and your friends can go and game. Or if you don't have any friends or you just move somewhere, uh, you, you can there. show up and go. Can I play? Yep. yep. And uh, and for the most part, nerds are the are the nicest. Mm-hmm. So that's when when I had my comic book shop, it was a comic book shop and a gaming shop and okay. I mean, the gaming is really what supported the shop and people coming in and playing the games at the shop right right do they uh anyone have like a tea kettle like an uh, or a coffee pot can you get or is it all just uh, like soda pop they actually i know there are stores uh in larger cities but they're basically board game cafes yeah yeah uh, there's a really good one in omaha spellbound uh where or spielbound what is it jeremy uh Spielbound, got it. Spielbound, spellbound. Um, wow, this is spellbound. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right, there's a magic store called Spellbound. So yeah, you just go in, get your coffee. I think they also do beer, which is exciting. And then you rent out a game or you buy one. <laughs> oh, there used to be one in Los Angeles. And the two guys who owned it, one of them used to be a pastry chef. chef so once a day, he would make a pie. And a fruit pie, like a fruit or a, like, a, like, a, like a sweet pie. Mm-hmm. And if you got there early enough, you could buy a piece of pie. And then when that pie was gone, that, that was pie it. was gone. He would make another one tomorrow. Uh, wow, but yeah, they had they did have sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, but they didn't survive uh, the lockdown, which no, is too bad. That's unfortunate. Yeah, they had thousands of games though, and you could go and oh, right, a moment of silence. <laughs> Take the hat off for the uh, <laughs> for the game stores that didn't make it. <laughs> well, uh, more for the pie, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at us. We're we're all about the yeah, pie. Yeah, if anybody wants to go out for lunch after this, I'm actually quite hungry. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan. Okay, so um, so what? So you would recommend? Uh, Going to your local comic book stores and, mm-hmm. and finding a local game store, and um, what else? Uh, I I don't know. I I think I think we pretty much covered it. It's it's. T- tell me, Luke, what's your uh, what's your handle? It was uh, L Johnson right? at L Johnson Comedy on the Twitters. And you're at, at uh, Debub Comedy. Debub Comedy. Debub Comedy. There we go. And this is the Snow Jam Comedy Festival. Ooh. Yeah, that's it here in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And it's been a delight. Thank you so much for for being on the show, you guys. Thanks for having us. a great time. All right, and you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. (laughs) My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?